Hi, so today I'm going to be talking about Invisible Man by Ralph Ellison and Fences by August Wilson. And I was interested in how these characters respond to race and being a black man in the 20th century. So for Invisible Man, the narrator is a nameless young man trying to get a scholarship from white elites. Um, And this story begins by Ellison writing, I'm an invisible man simply because people refuse to see me. So this narrator is someone who is living in a society where he has no individuality. Um, He's viewed the same as every black man in America because they're all grouped together um, and they're just seen for their skin color. And he continues to describe this um, when Ellison writes, you ache with the need to convince yourself that you exist in the real world, that you're a part of all the sound and anguish, and you strike out with your fist, you curse and you swear to make them recognize you, and at last is seldom successful. So we understand as a reader that the narrator has failed at being seen as himself, as an individual, and we also realize that he's trying to find himself in a society where um, he's not allowed, but he keeps striving. Um, Continuing on with the reading, we get to the Battle Royal, um, where he's degraded and forced to fight other black men. It's very violent. Um, They're treated like animals. Um, And in the midst of this, he still worries about giving his speech to these white men. Um, Allison writes in the middle of the battle royale, and yet I had begun to want to worry about my speech again. How would it go? Would they recognize my ability? So here you have this narrator who can be called an Uncle Tom, and Uncle Tom is um, present with some African-American characters when you have people who will do anything it takes to get white approval um, because you have this narrator who is um, forced to fight other black men. Um, It's very degrading, violent, harsh, brutal, all of that. But yet he still continues. And the only thing on his mind is, is his speech. When he's giving his speech, he's bruised and he's bloody. But him not giving his speech was his only concern. He wasn't concerned about how he was being treated or how they were looking at him. He still continues to just worry about the speech. And this made me think of Fences um, because you have another black man who is living in the 20th century where he's facing racial tensions and where he has faced racism as well. But it was interesting because his response differs from the narrator's in Invisible Man. So in Fences, this is set in the 1950s, and it begins with a prologue of how migration caused the city to grow. And Wilson writes, it offers each man a partnership limited only by his talent his jile, and his willingness and capacity for hard work. For the immigrants of Europe, a dream dared and one true. 
but for African Americans, those dreams were not easy to obtain. Wilson writes, they sold the use of their muscles and their bodies. They cleaned houses and washed clothes. They shined shoes, and in quiet desperation and vengeful pride, they stole and lived in pursuit of their own dreams. So here you just have this context of the difference between white Americans and African Americans um, and how African Americans just had it harder. Um, They had to really fight and hustle and grind to survive every day. It wasn't as easy. And these dreams that were promised to migrants are not the same things that were easy to obtain for African Americans. So one thing that I wanted to point out with Fences is that Troy was someone who was a Negro League baseball player, but he didn't get the chance to go um, into the major league um, because no black players were allowed. And by the time um, black players were allowed, he was too old to play. So he really kind of missed the time. But... Troy in Act 1, Scene 1, he's having a conversation with his wife and his friend, and they're talking about their son wanting to play football. And Troy's response that Wilson writes is that the white man ain't going to let him get nowhere with that football. And Troy tells his son that he should do something where he can make a living. So Troy's experience with racism differs from the narrator in Invisible Man because the narrator in Invisible Man has experienced racism and degradation, yet he still fights for white approval, whereas Troy has experienced racism and it kind of opened his eyes um, to the limits that African-Americans had. And he knows that these possibilities of the American dream aren't equal and is not obtainable for African-Americans during their time. So unlike the narrator in Invisible Man, Troy fights against this racism and he doesn't want his son to get his hopes up. When they continue to talk about Troy playing baseball, his friend Bono is telling him that he's the only he's the only man he's um he's seen hit more home runs than him. And Troy responds, Would it ever get me? And got a pot to piss in or a window to throw it out of. So looking at what the critic Geaton Jolly says, this shows that the claim that America is the land of equivalent opportunities but it's not applicable to Troy Maxson because Troy's hardships could have been avoided if he had the fair chance of playing baseball. And it's important to know that baseball represents the American dream. And according to John Thorne, baseball has become the great repository of national ideals, the symbol of all that is good in American life, because you have fair play, which represents sportsmanship. You have the rule of law, which is the objective arbitration of disputes, equal opportunity, which represents um, each size in their innings. And then you have the brotherhood, um, their bleachers, and that's cited from co So you have this game that represents the American dream, 
um, and is forbidden for Troy. So it builds this resentment in his life because it's just another hardship as a black man in the 50s that he has to face. And citing co-prince again, um, he takes a quote from the former baseball commissioner, Bart Giamatti, who wrote that baseball was the last per place where Americans can dream. So overall, you just see that the American dream is unreachable um, and the sport is undreamable for Troy and for other African-Americans. You have this sport who is described as representing what America is, um, the land of equal opportunities and um, the belief of the American dream. But yet you have someone who couldn't even play um, because they were black. And you have Troy who lives his life from this moment resenting how he wasn't able to play and it guides him to discipline his son the way he does. Um, and I can question how would the narrator of Invisible Man have responded to the Battle Royale if he had a father like Troy, if he had someone like Troy in his life telling him that the white man wasn't going to let him go through or be successful, or if he had someone who would have pointed out to him the degradation that he just faced and the unequal treatment and unfair treatment that he just faced with the Battle Royale. Because you just have these two men who, one is a younger black man who, like I said, is trying to get the approval of whites because he believes it's the only way for him to succeed. And then you have an older black man who has experienced this racism firsthand and it causes him to be bitter. It causes him to have resentment and it causes him to raise his son to see that society is not equal for black people. So I really wanted to point out those two distinctions of these characters and how it would have been if these stories could have combined in a sense and you would have had someone um, in this excerpt of Invisible Man telling the narrator that this is not the way to go. We do have the um, memory of his grandfather, but he doesn't fully understand the words of his grandfather, the warning of his grandfather, because his grandfather gives him a warning but he saw his grandfather have the same sort of submission that he had. So he doesn't understand. He doesn't have someone directly tell him, this is not the way to go. They're never going to let you get to the top. They might let you get this far, but you're never going to get all the way. So I really wanted to focus on how these characters responded to race. Um, with being a black man in the 20th century. And I think it's important when you're comparing both of these pieces of literature that you understand that this is a real thing that happened where you have people who, on one hand, can be more of an Uncle Tom and try to succeed and try to be seen and try to fit in. And then on the other hand, you have someone who just gives up on trying to be an equal because you know that it's not going to happen. So thank you for listening.